Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again. Now you got me one more time. I'm back to do a solo cast here with you today to really cover one of the topics that was the most asked for topic to be covered on our show. And it is actually one of the things that's been on my mind a lot. So as a lot of you know, we've been reaching out to all of you saying, hey, what are the topics you'd really like us to cover? And the number one thing that's been coming up over and over and over and over again is how do I get to that six-figure mark? Most people breaking that $100,000 barrier is that big number one hurdle. And you know, I could give you a lot of different you know, tips, tricks, or what have you to get to that six-figure mark, but really breaking that first six-figure barrier and really scaling much further and farther beyond, it really comes down to one thing, and that's the offer. What sort of offer are you giving to people that is highly in demand? So there's a lot of different processes out there for for developing a great offer. But I know for myself that I, you know, and I kind of have to go back to this a little bit because when I was when I was uh, doing Versi marketing back in the day, and we were doing uh, Facebook ads, part of our problem with getting that past six figures, you know, we we did have one month where we got, I, I want to say, we got to where we were at like five thousand a month in revenue, and I remember being like, "Yes, this is amazing," because I it was me and my brother doing the business, pretty much only the two of us. And what what was happening at that point is that our business was really being commoditized, and what that means is that we look, feel, and sound like every other person out there. And I remember at the time I was I was in business school doing my undergrad um, and I was taking a class on marketing actually, which was funny because my, my undergraduate degree was in finance. But doing marketing, I ended up um, in that class, one of my professors... Um, he really started talking about, you know, really diving in deep to finding those differentiating factors. You know, they they call it. Um, I'm trying to remember what it is. I think it's position, place, point, or something like that, right? <laughs> these these kind of generic marketing terms for massive companies. And I remember I remember looking at that and going, my company has no positioning. I'm just another Facebook ads marketing agency. And all of that started to really kind of hit me really hard around that time. And I remember sitting there looking at our offer going, this is why we're not getting far enough. We're not a new opportunity. We're not a, a great option for them or, or, or something different. We're just saying, hey, we'll do your Facebook ads. And because of that, somebody already has in their mind, they have a price point tied to that activity. So when we would go to people, we'd pitch them $500 a month to manage their ads. They were like, hmm. I don't know. You know, that's that's a lot of money. And and you know, fast forward today, we can charge an eight thousand dollar a month retainer, and people are like, "That's it." <laughs> and it's because simply because the offer is different. Now, now I want to kind of walk you through. Honestly, it's been a journey for us, and I still don't think we're completely finished with it. But I want to walk you through how how the evolution for us of of really j- creating an offer that that is sexy, attractive, and it's that new opportunity that makes people want to buy. So. You know, obviously, you all know I've interviewed over a thousand people at this point, um, not only for this show, but for summits and some of our other podcasts and whatnot. And this is one of the biggest topics that the very, very wealthy people like to talk about because this was that aha moment that really made the difference for them. You know, many of you know that for I think it was the first year and a half of the Lucky Titan, I was asking people if you had to start over from scratch, what would you do? And the number one thing they all said is I would create a new opportunity offer in an existing market that already works. So 
working with all these people, I came up with, I think it's a seven step. Yeah. It's a seven step process. I'm looking at my notes here because <laughs> I will never remember that off the top of my head, but that's a seven step process that we use in our own company. Even when we start a new podcast, this is what we do to make sure that, um, that we're actually generating a, a fantastic offer that gets people to want to either listen, buy, or whatever you're doing. So this is something you should be going through every time you are either building a new business, creating a new channel of some sort, like marketing channel or of some sort, or some new funnel or what have you, because this will help you really just nail it when it comes to, to scaling your business. So here are the seven steps. So get out a pen and paper if you want to at this point. This would be a great time for you to really say, okay, do I check all of these seven boxes? Okay. So number one is you need to choose an industry you enjoy. Now, now notice I didn't say pick a product that you like, right? That's at this point, you literally just need to wash your brain of everything and say, what industry do I actually enjoy being around those people and going to those events and what have you? I know for myself, when I when I first hopped into this, I was just attracted by, oh, hey, there's a lot of money in Facebook ads. So I'm going to build a Facebook ads business because I was coming from a network marketing industry, which is a shiny object business. I went to Facebook ads, which was a shiny object business to affiliate marketing, which was a shiny object business to all these different products that we built. But it came down to me just, just feeling like, oh, this is a, a product that the market probably wants. But the truth of it is we don't know what they want. So what I've realized working with so many different people at this point now is that the number one thing that you need to be thinking about is who do you even like being around? Who are the people that you aspire to be around? And those are the people that you want to serve. Now, let me give you an idea of this. So all of my products up until about two and a half, three years ago were made for the brand new business owner. You know, somebody who said, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking for a business opportunity. I want a shiny object that I can chase. Right. And I was, I was trying to sell to these people, but I was never really thinking about the fact that they were most of the time, not, not everybody, because you know I, I love all of you who have been following us who are in that space, but I realized that I wanted to surround myself with people who were way further ahead in business than me. And the problem is when you have clients who are further behind you in the journey or customers or what have you, they're further behind you in the journey, a lot of times that ends up kind of dragging you down because your mindset's always thinking backwards instead of thinking forwards. So what, what I like to do is say, who are the people you aspire to be around? And for me, you know, I love the ClickFunnels people. I love everybody in that group, but I realized that 99% of the people I was selling to in that community outside of the two comic club members were further behind me in the journey. And so I'd be making products for them only thinking, and my mindset would constantly be in the brand new business startup, brand new business startup, brand, brand new business startup. But what I realized was that Hey, I need to start seeking who are the people I want to be around. What are those quote unquote boys clubs that I want to be in and be recognized in? I remember looking at that going, you know, I really want to be around those people who are, are extremely legacy based. They're extremely wealthy and they really like focusing on the people. They love the people. And I, I remember, you know, I, I'm, I'm a married guy. I love my wife to death. We have a brand new baby boy. I love him to death. And I remember looking at a lot of these wealthy people. And going, oh, there's just so many of them that have had divorces and have horrible marriages or, or what have you, or they're pretending they have a great marriage and then they make billions of dollars and they get a divorce, you know, as we've seen many times in the past year. And, but then I remember being like, but there's gotta be some people out there who have an amazing marriage and an amazing business. I know it's possible. And those are the people I want to surround myself with. And we ended up finding this niche group of people who were just Christian based um, entrepreneurs who are just kind of self-made entrepreneurs in non-sexy industries. So I'm not talking like 
you know, the marketing sales, big, sexy industries. I'm talking the people who are like, Hey, I started a company, um, a, what do they call this? A distribution company. <laughs> um, it's non-sexy industry, but you know, I grew it to a hundred million a year and now I'm retired looking to give back and start another business. And I realized that those are the people I love to be around. And that was the industry that I chose. I said, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to work with people who are, are much more wealthy, who have a non-sexy business, but want to become a thought leader legacy type person. So that was step number one, right? Choose that industry that you enjoy, where you aspire to be. Step number two is identify who are the key players in that market. Now imagine this, right? Because for my, for my business, uh, or for my industry, right. That I just explained to you is, is if they're in a non-sexy business, there's not really a lot of like a players in that industry that are highly accessible, right? They're the type of people who you wouldn't even know exist. So you've got to start finding somebody who owns an audience of those people already. And those are the people that you need to get to know, right? So what we do is we identify who are those key players in there. For me, what I realized is most of the key players here would be, I needed to start partnering and, and interviewing and finding people who were, um, top leaders in the marketing industry, because marketers help unsexy businesses become sexy businesses, right? Through, through the marketing. So I ended up interviewing some of these big name marketers. You know, you guys have all seen them um, across the years, but some of these big name marketers and becoming friends with them and talking to them saying, you know, these are kind of the people that I want to get to know. Can you just introduce me to a few? And what I found, this is really interesting is when I just asked them who they, who they were, you know, who they, they knew and wanted to get, or who they knew in that industry, they'd give me 10, 15 people who I'd bring on my show or who I'd get to know outside of the show. Maybe they didn't want to come on the show, but wanted to become friends. And those people knew each other, (laughs) you know, wealthy people know wealthy people. And so when I started bringing those people on my show and getting to know them, I just asked that question every time, who else do you know, who kind of fits that category? You know, maybe they, they're in that unsexy business industry, but they're, you know, they're hyper successful and their story hasn't been told yet. Who are those people? And it was such an interesting thing because we went from zero connections to thousands of connections, multiple customers. We've helped dozens of them, done masterminds, done these done for you services, sold them books, courses, whatever, you know, done all of this for all of these people. But now we have this great network of people that we can pull from. So I know that, hey, this group of people, no matter if podcast multipliers were to disappear, I could just keep asking them what their next need was. I could supply that need to them. They have the money. And I'm able to, to sell a product to them and build a successful company. So I have then built a moat around myself of protection against those economic storms or the, the crazy situations that happen. And I know that building that sort of a network is what's going to get all of you to where you're completely, really what I would call recession-proof. <laughs> so that's step number two, right? Identify those key players. Step number three is find out what they are already ravenously buying, okay? Okay. I'm not saying, oh yeah, they're just nonchalantly buying these things. What are what are the services or the, the products or what have you that they're buying and they're seeking for and they're diving deep and they keep buying and being let down? What are those products that they are, products and services, excuse me, that they are buying right now? Okay, don't, don't be like, oh, well, hypothetically, they'd love a mastermind, right? Scratch that from your mind. What are they buying? And this is the funny thing. You can ask them these questions. Typically, what, what you'll do is when you do find these, these people, so this is why I recommend doing a podcast and you interview them on their show, they will tell you what the problems have been. They'll be like, yeah, you know, I just, I, I retired from my other company so I could start 
um, a coaching business, really struggling because I've hired about five different coaches to train me on being a coach and I'm just not doing great at it. So, so what should I do? You know, and, and for me, I, I just come to them and say, you know what? I don't do that, but I have a, uh, I have a friend. His name's Chris Williams. He is fantastic at doing that. Pay him X amount of dollars. He will take you from zero to multiple million dollar mastermind group um, business through his, through his methodology and through his service. So, so that's what I always recommend to people. Um, uh, you know, when they, when they come onto my podcast, so that's, that's really one of the biggest things you want to be thinking about is what are they buying? This is why podcasting is such a great thing is because it allows you to do market research. Okay. You can actually figure out what people are buying. Once you've figured that out, look at that, look and find one of those products or services that you're like, you know what? I could build a team around that. I could build a product around that. Or I know somebody I could co-brand with who could solve that problem for these people. And I'm going to build a business around it. And then I'm going to build what step number four is, is a new opportunity. Okay. If these people are coming to, so you're hearing, you're hearing all of these wealthy people say, man, I just wish my Facebook ads would work. And then you're like, oh, I run, I have a Facebook ads agency. That's not going to get them guys. I can promise you that you're going to get maybe one out of every 10 or 20 people might be like, you know what? Yeah. Why not? Like, let's, let's just give you a shot, but you're going to have to compete on price. And it's going to be just this big, annoying thing. But if you can create a new opportunity, you can be like, oh, well, let me, let me tell you about this thing that, that we do. It's not just Facebook ads. Okay. What we do is we actually build a funnel system that leverages Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Google ads to generate and retarget and blah, 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 blah. It's this, this amazing new opportunity that's never been done before. And if we create this opportunity for you, these are the results you're going to get. It's going to eliminate all that headache you've been having with all of your Facebook ads because we do all of it for you. We also set it up so that you only have to be there for one hour a month. We just need you to sit down with us. We record a little bit of content together and that's when we create the, that's what we create into those ads. Doing this, right guys, is if you think about this, you create that offer, it gets you excited because you're like, oh, wow. And you're like, hey, and, and guess what? For every dollar you put in, we're going to get you $2. Again, don't make guarantees you can't make. But then they're like, oh, okay, so... I'm, you're removing me from the process and it's getting done for me. Okay, perfect. Yes. That's where you, that's where you get them. So I want to throw in a little hack here too, for all of you to think about is that very wealthy people, money isn't an option. If they're buying time, let me repeat that money is not an option for wealthy people. If you're, if they're buying time. Okay. The number one thing that you can sell to hyper wealthy people, even if you're brand new and have zero experience is that you have time. You can save them time. So if you look at it and you say, you know what? These guys are having such a hard time with their Facebook ads, but I do know five or six of the best people in the industry. And I know if I were to pay all of those people $5,000 a month, they could get this client or this potential client the win that they need. Then you can go in and say, hey, client, potential client, <laughs> how about I, how about I, coordinate all of this for you. And for $8,000 a month, um, I will, I will get all of these agencies together and we will make this work for you so that you only have to work. We just do a one call per month. That's it. If you can do that for somebody, you can promise that you'll only be with them. What for one call. Oh man, that's, that's the secret hack to making millions of dollars. <laughs> People just look at you, uh, differently when you say, let me save you time because yeah, they can make money. They know how to make money but they do not know how to get their time back and simplify those processes, nor do they have the time to figure it out. So that's, that's the hack. Okay. So I'm going to repeat the, the past four steps just to make sure that we're all on the same page. 
You choose an industry that you enjoy and you want to aspire to. The second step is to identify the key players there. Step number three is to find out what they are ravenously buying already. And step number four is to create a new opportunity around that product they're already ravenously buying. Okay, three steps left. Step number five is offer your product or service to those key players. Now, if you've been doing this smart, you've been interviewing these people on your show or getting to know them personally, you're getting to sit down with them one-on-one and figuring out what their problems are, those are the people you go back to. All you have to do is send them an email saying, hey, you remember when we talked and you said that Facebook ads were being just a pain in your booty? So let's, uh, I actually put together this this super amazing new offer. You want to talk about it. You'll get an 80% response rate. They'd love to hear what you have to offer and you will close five to 10 of those people. Okay, now think about it this way. You could literally do that in under a month. You could be researching, figuring that out, and then you could have a six-figure business in less than 30 days, okay? And a lot of you might be saying, oh, is that even possible? Yes, it's 100% possible. It doesn't require full-time work or anything. It just requires strategic offering of new opportunities to existing markets, okay? Step number six is to measure your results. If you bring on a beta group, let's say you sell to five people at this point and you're charging each of them $2,000 a month, right? I want you to measure everything that happens. Are you actually getting them the result that you can promise them? If you're not, and you feel like you are incapable of doing it, you need to outsource a piece of that offer. Outsource that to somebody who is better at it than you, even if that means you're barely making a profit. Because if you can get that result, you can increase your prices and you will make the money that you need to in the long run, okay? And even in the short run, (laughs) realistically, you could just up your rates the next month. So that's the thing you need to remember to do is to measure those results. And then step number seven is very simple. Repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process. If you'll keep repeating this, sticking to the industry that you enjoy, identifying those key players, find out what they're buying, create a new opportunity around those things, and then offer it to those people, you will see that that will continuously create a multiple, highly scalable uh, business for you without having to go out and create new offers all the time. I'm, I'm, when I say repeat, I mean, keep revamping your offer, making it better, finding out exactly what they need. That's how you iterate to the point that you will crush it in this space. Now, I hope this got a lot of you excited about, wow, I could build a six-figure business this month. And the answer is yes, you can. You absolutely can. And I want you to look at it by saying, could I build all of this by building a show? And you're going to see here in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some episodes around building a show that actually converts um, and generates some amazing sales. And I want to keep hopping on here and giving these solo casts because this is the experience that I've been gaining from interviewing all these people None of this really comes out of my head, okay? This is, I am literally just regurgitating what I've learned from interviewing thousands of people at this point. So I hope that all of you got some amazing value for that. Go out today, pick that amazing industry that you want to aspire to and get going on this. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur it could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.